You come at the king, you best not miss. You're not locked in this zone, zone 32. We have some resolution. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. The crew is back. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. And the OG is here. His name is Grant. Fuck the people. We ain't got time for that shit because things have happened. The franchise tag deadline is officially passed. And there was no long-term deal agreed upon between Lamar and the Ravens. And instead, Lamar Jackson has been franchise tagged with the non-exclusive tag, which is valued at about, what, $32 million for the season. Lamar can choose to sign it at whatever point. I think he can accrue a full season if he signs it by week 10 of this NFL season. If they don't strike a deal by July 15th, he can only play on a one-year deal. 17th. But, oh, July 17th. My my apologies. But the more important point and the reason for calls for pause among the Ravens flock that never liked that nickname. I I prefer an unkindness, but that's that's just semantics and that's just me. Anyway, to get back to the point, Lamar is free to negotiate a contract with any team he so chooses. And they can sign him to an offer sheet in which case the Ravens would then have five days to match those terms. And if they choose to decline, they can receive two first round picks. So Drew, as usual, starting with you, why is this a bad idea? Uh, So my knee jerk reaction was that it was a bad idea. Um, I feel like the non-exclusive tag opens the Ravens up to, you know, risk from another team doing something unprecedented. Uh, you had the Browns give up, you know, three first-round picks and give $230 million guaranteed to a guy with 30 pending sexual assault charges that hadn't played football in a year. And I feel like anytime you open somebody up to an open market, you have the opportunity for something crazy like that to happen. Um, the bottom line is that I want Lamar here long-term, and I feel like the non-exclusive tag potentially opens you up to something crazy happening and him not being here long-term. Uh, as it stands right now, you have the Bears and Falcons are really the two teams that can come in and really fuck the Ravens over. Uh, I had several tweets talking about the Falcons. Uh, That was before the Falcons were reportedly out on offering Lamar Jackson a contract. But they have $70 million in cap space going into next year. And if they really wanted to be assholes, they could, you know, front load a contract, give Lamar a $70 million cap hit next year. And Ravens are out because there's no way that they can, you know, pay that money without overhauling their entire roster. And at that point, I'm not sure they do that. Um, I I just, I don't like the risk is really what it boils down to and how things have played out now, now that we're what eight, nine hours removed from the tag actually being placed on Lamar. You had a line of teams showing up saying, Hey, we're out on Lamar Jackson, which is fucking weird. Um, You know, nepotism was the keyword of Twitter a couple of weeks ago. And I think collusion has been the keyword tonight. I am, Team collusion. Russian collusion. Give give me all the fucking collusion in the world if it keeps Lamar Jackson here long term. But yes, I, I still I still think the Ravens are open to something unforeseen happening, and I do not like being in that situation. I hope that there is a resolution before March thirteenth, before he can start. You know, next Monday talking to other teams, and that this was kind of his wake up call of you know, you're not going to get a fully guaranteed contract on the market because we colluded with, you know, all the other owners and it's not going to fucking happen. All right. That's so just me. To that point, to I understand your concern, but to that point, 
RG3, who he starts his tweet with Team Source. And if he says Team Source, it is a Team Source. He was on the fucking team. He has people he can talk to. So, you know, I, I take that with with uh, some credibility. He says, Team Source, Ravens hope negotiating with other teams will give them and Lamar an unbiased look at the market for him. Ravens aren't reluctant to give Lamar a top QB market deal, but hope the non-exclusive franchise tag will speed up their own stalled negotiations with him. So that's the thinking behind using that. And I think, like you just said, well, the collusion aspect of it, you'd have to think if the owners, and it seems like they did, you know, um, in one way or another, the owners are all in agreement that they don't want this to become the precedent. So, you know, Cleveland giving Watson that fully guaranteed contract uh, fucked a lot of people over. It's no coincidence that one of the main teams that people thought was going to be a major player for Lamar immediately. And I mean, immediately when the, the, the breaking news hit that the non-exclusive tag was being used, I think within a minute or two, we saw another follow-up tweet from Diana Rossini that the Falcons were not going to be pursuing Lamar. So was it on uh, camera? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so the, just the fact that the Falcons were the first ones to say, we're not in the Falcons were the, the team that got fucked over in the, in the Watson, uh, you know, pursuit. Um, they were, they were the main team, I think. And then they mm. got stuck um, with Matt, well, with Ritter and also with Matt Ryan's $40 million cap hit. And that's another aspect of this that people don't really like, they don't choose to see the, take a full, like wide perspective on things. Why the fuck would Atlanta who just this year, this past year had Matt Ryan on their books for $40 million. They had Marcus Mariota for whatever he got paid. And then they had uh, Desmond Ritter on his rookie deal. So they had three quarterbacks they were paying. At least they may have had another one for all I know. But um, I mean, we're talking about probably, approaching $50 million in, uh, in, in quarterback cap hits on their books this year or this past year, this coming year, they have the opportunity to sort of get a, a break from getting crushed with, with quarterback uh, dead cap and, and salary cap hits. And they're going to go and give Lamar some preposterous front loaded deal just so that we can't match the offer. So then what we're going to, we're talking about they're spending, 120, 130 million dollars over two years on quarterbacks. I just don't see it. I mean, but see, you're using logic and reason to, you know, dictate the moves of somebody who is not going to be logical or reasonable when it comes to Lamar Jackson potentially. Um, if there is ever a guy that you're going to break conventional logic for, and you're going to throw too much money at, and you're going to put your team in some kind of cap hell for, it's Lamar. You don't you don't see guys like Lamar on the market very often, and I, no, I feel you don't. like that's. No, I mean, that's all true. It's that's a, all true. I do, but so a couple of things. The Ravens have been clear about this, and and I believe them. Um, the the injuries are not you know dissuading them from. Oh, they want Lamar There's offering no... a contract. It's not that they don't want him long term. The the fully guaranteed aspect of it has nothing to do with the injuries, but I think the fully guaranteed aspect and the cash investment up front from a new team, the fact that he has missed basically the entire month of December for the past two full years. And uh, this year into January missed a playoff game last year. The fact that he didn't play in December made us miss the playoffs altogether. I think that factors in big time with him with, with other teams. So like his presence here, we can overcome that. We can look past it because, you know, obviously what he's done for, for Baltimore and what he's capable of, they're much more familiar with it than other teams. All they, all, 
all they know is what they've seen from afar. So um, I don't know. It's like, I, I think, and I'm sure we're going to cover this in, in great detail, but the NFLPA did Lamar Jackson dirty here. He had, DeMar Smith. had, it's not the NFLPA. It's Demore Smith going on Richard Sherman's podcast and running his fucking mouth the way that he did is exactly why this happened. And it's funny too, because Richard Sherman is the king of this no agent shit. And he's been the one pushing this players don't need agents nonsense for fucking years since he negotiated his own deal with San Francisco. He's been fucking cracking off of the mouth while agents are terrible. And he is the one who let the guy who was supposed to be the poster boy of the no agent movement get fucking boned by DeMar Smith. Right. That fucking well, moron cost Lamar Jackson millions of dollars. Lamar Jackson should sue him. I said yeah. that on Twitter. He should fucking sue yeah. him. To well, tomorrow. it's like it's sort of like Richard Sherman and and another example would be Roquan Smith, uh, you know, going no agent, negotiating their own deals. That's sort of like if you go to court and you're like arguing yourself out of a out of like a speeding ticket without mm-hmm. an attorney is not the same as like, um, you know, being on trial for like a felony or something and representing yourself. There's two. Those are two separate issues. Like for Richard Sherman and Roquan Smith to get their deals done, those are very straightforward, pretty simple deals. Um, Roquan Smith obviously is the you know most lucrative contract for a, a guy at his position, but it's still pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. Three times smart. It's a third of the contract that Lamar's going to get. Right. Though. Yeah, right. In, exactly. In it's, it's not well, the same. It's just not the same. It's on a different level. And negotiating a quarterback contract in general is pretty complicated because there's just so much that goes into that. They're obviously the most important position on the field and they're going to get paid the most on the field and everything else. So like the, just this idea that, that P and this is another thing that's being pitched by these people on Twitter where it's like, well, Roke, we got, we went and got Roquan Smith and then immediately we give him a new contract. He didn't have an agent that number one, Roquan Smith, they said gave them six full days, non-simultaneous days during the, the season to do the negotiations. Lamar Jackson was refusing to negotiate during the season, which I I can appreciate because again, the quarterback position, the amount of work that goes into preparation uh, is different. So like for him to take the time out to negotiate during the season, I think would be irresponsible, but you know, if you want to get into the agent, no agent thing, that's where an agent becomes very uh, convenient where you don't have to worry about it. You just let the agent have the conversations and let you know how it's going. But an agent, an agent protects Lamar Jackson from DeMar Smith. That too. Lamar Smith that does too. not use Lamar Jackson but, as a pawn in his yeah. war against the fucking owners. And, the oversimplification is my problem, though, where yeah. they're they're taking Richard Sherman and Roquan Smith and saying, look, it can be done. No quarterback's ever done it before, and there's a reason for that. It's too complicated. It's it, There's too much heavy lifting, and when you get to the nitty-gritty of it, well, no, Kurt no, did, pun intended, no pun intended, but what's that? Kirk did, but his was straightforward. As well, shit. yeah, his it was, was straightforward, yeah. and he's not right. Eighty-four million dollars versus yeah, three hundred million. He's yeah. not a market-setting quarterback. He right. He's not a top. He's he's not a top five quarterback. Most people would say he's not even a top ten quarterback. So like that 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 contract again. <laughs> Mike that, that contract. <laughs> I that knew con- that was coming. That contract is just not comparable. Once again, we're talking about that. That's pretty easy shit. That's just he was basically yeah. you knew what he was worth. And he was basically saying, I want all the money fully guaranteed. So it was yeah. just a matter of finding a team that was willing to say, all right, well, for you get fully guarantee your three years and 84 million bucks, because I mean, to me and you, that's plenty of money. But eighty four million dollars over three years is not like 
you know no that, that, that's well, basically like, uh, that's basically like along stuff. the same it's the same along the same lines as like fucking joe flacco's deal that he got 10 years ago you know yeah well no so i'm a, i'm 100 with you on the aspect of i can't stand the comparisons of those contracts because you know a linebacker position a cornerback position is totally different than a quarterback position so like what go like you said what goes into the contract for a quarterback is totally different man like you're talking about like incentives you're talking about like wins you're talking about like all kinds of stuff practice percentages different things so like there's a lot more that goes into it based off quarterback and his higher risk of injury so another thing too is you know with the other teams and everything like people saying the falcons the raiders the dolphins you know all these teams are out commanders but bucks listen but uh i'll get into that in a second but um so the thing is is like with all those teams i don't think anybody's out like it is weird that they all came out like right away and we're like yeah we're out we're out we're out it's a fucking billionaire yacht club grant it is, it is, but I don't think truly anybody's out. Like you're talking about, you have a guy that's a Ferrari and he's in his prime and you know what you're getting. You're getting marketability. You're getting a good person. You're getting a hell of a fucking athlete and football player. He is the epitome of what you would want in your quarterback and what you want to even build your team around. So the fact that none of these teams are like, okay, we're going to give you something like right. even a low ball kind of offer. I, like, I got, a, I got a, I got a hypothetical for you here because I know you're going to go off on your crazy tangent about teams that might be involved, <laughs> but I can roast you for it. Okay. They have forced owners out in the past. Like Jerry Richardson got forced out for, I would say, you know, bad behavior, but it was not, it was not criminal. It didn't elevate to that level that he faced charges. You're telling me that if some owner goes rogue and offers Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract, that there won't be a Gruden email situation or there won't be a Dan Snyder level investigation. 100%. Paid for by a fucking nut job yeah. like Jerry Jones. Yeah, so, would. But I don't again, think, I honestly still. I still you honestly go. don't think that this is a fully guaranteed thing that's holding Lamar up. I don't think it has to be fully guaranteed. And I, I, but I it has think... to be fully guaranteed for the Ravens to not match. And that's the problem is that any Correct. team can throw money at Lamar. And I think the Ravens will match anything. And I, I said this earlier, but I think that if it's, uh, you know, 50% upfront guarantees and it's becomes 75% guaranteed over the life of the contract, I think that's where the Ravens want to live. I think that's where they want that deal to be. And if anybody comes up with that kind of offer, it just becomes a match situation and you're not getting Lamar Jackson. So you've done all this work of, you know, getting this supposedly difficult to negotiate guy with guy sitting at the table and agreeing to a contract with you just for the Ravens to snap their fingers and say, yeah, okay, cool. We match. You're, you're fucked. Like go get fucked and draft the fucking Mayo coffee drinking Will Levis. You, you know, it's just, I don't think that you're going to see anybody cross that hard line that the owners have clearly put in the sand of a fully guaranteed contract. And I think that is the only way that you get Lamar Jackson away from Baltimore. Well, I saw, I saw a tweet and it makes a whole lot of sense that basically um, we've seen, I think there were five teams that were tied to him initially. They're like, there was a, here's the five most, uh, most likely teams. And it was the Falcons, the bears, the um, Raiders, the Patriots, I think were one of them. Panther. No, not the Patriots, the Panthers. And, um, the commanders, commanders. commanders and they then basically the commanders were one of the the ones that came out very quickly that, that they're not going to pursue him Their owners a billion dollars in debt not well not just that but, but they said if dan snyder is not willing to do it nobody is because no. number one he's on the way out um he's a fucking lunatic he's done all sorts of fucking wild shit he does it all the time he he kind of just like 
does whatever he wants. But if he's if they're saying that they're not going to do it, then I think obviously the reason they're not going to do it is because if a sale is going to happen, if you're tying up all that all that cash in a in in escrow on a fully guaranteed contract for a quarterback in the middle of trying to unload the the team, I just don't think yeah. that like for valuation purposes that makes a whole lot of sense. So that's probably like your valuation a, takes a two hundred million dollar hit. Right. You fully guarantee yeah. $200 million. Well, and, and to get back into like the non exclusives thing, you know, I'm, I'm on, you know, Drew's side here because I mean, in the aspect of you don't get, you don't want to gamble that the risk is just too much. I mean, right. like, it, it, like you're not going to, even if, if you, you know, like, like I had mentioned to y'all earlier, like it's not a full guarantee that the Ravens sign whatever match it is. Maybe it's like right at their number, maybe it's right above their number, and they're like, you know what, we're not budging. You just you don't know. Like okay. we don't know so- for sure. But it but like we like you had said earlier about the draft picks thing, I really hope that they don't let him go for two draft picks, period. No, so that's, that, that's why completely. And that's why like the whole non-exclusive thing is a shock because not only are you gambling, but you're like putting that out there and you're saying, okay, well, this dude, you know, if he, if we don't match, we'll take the two picks. Like that's just, that's not worth it. Do the exclusive. If you don't want to, you know, get every, if you don't think you're going to get it done, works on a trade from the exclusive so you can make and maneuver how you want to do the trade yourself. Well, here, not here, yeah. designated. Let, let's just consider this though. I think the Ravens were more privy to the market than people thought than people expected. I mean, obviously I think everyone expected there was going to be a big market for Lamar. You're and, taking words at face value at that point though. Yeah. And that's, this is, again, well, this gets back but, to my, moral but here's, dispute. but okay. But here's what I'm saying. So let's just assume for the sake of this hypothetical, that the Ravens had some insight into what the market was going to bear out immediately with teams going out teams saying, okay, we're not going to pursue Lamar. Like, so just, you know, you know, don't, don't, don't talk about us. Don't connect us to them. So we have now it's Tuesday night, Monday morning is when Lamar, the, the legal tampering period opens. Like you said, Drew, we have a few days here. We have five days where we can still negotiate with Lamar in an exclusive manner. Nobody else can talk to him. And now he's seen that a lot of those teams that have the, the actual, the cash on hand and the cap flexibility to make the offer that would, Trump, whatever we have offered in the past, they're not going to be in on him. So now we have this this period of time where we can go back to him and say, look, now we know these four teams have already said they're not going to be in. Those are four teams you probably had on your radar that were uh, you know, able to make this work. So why don't we revisit this? Here's here's another offer. Here we're going to go up a little bit. Here, you know, is this closer to what you want? Maybe they can get something done. It it basically again, it's bought them some more time to negotiate in an exclusive way. And then beyond that, if he's like, no, fuck that. I want to know what's out there. Then fine. You know, on Monday, we're going to start to see what is actually out there. You are, again, you are taking people's words at face value. It, it, it all boils down to me. It's a risk. It's a, you are opening up too many variables that you cannot, you know, positively know. I like to deal in absolute. So the absolute yeah. is that if you give him the exclusive tag, you are the only one who can talk to him about contract numbers you control his destination and you control the return for him. But do you think that okay. this, do you think what just happened here with all these teams immediately going out may have scared Lamar? I'm not sure. Being, if I said that's this. Definitely little, about, that's... Into being a little more motivated to, to, to come off whatever hard number he was on. That's I don't definitely know possible. If I, said this. Like, I, I don't think know if is. I said it publicly or privately, 
But Eric Tacosta has the opportunity to either look like the smartest man in the room or the absolute stupidest fucking GM in the league. And there is no middle ground on that. He is either going to come off as an absolute moron who sold Lamar Jackson for half price, or he is going to look like the smartest fucking man in the room. And he predicted the market accurately before it happened. And that's, that's, that's the situation you're putting yourself in. And me personally, I would not ever take that risk. He, he put, you know, I know, I know Grant's big thing against Eric. And that's been kind of my thing is that he lacks aggression and that he kind of sits on his hands and lets things come to him. I think that he did the opposite here. And I think it was the absolute worst situation to put his nuts on the table. I, 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 I wasn't, I, so I, going into it, I was not uh, hoping that we use the non-exclusive tag. I was but, told this morning it was the exclusive tag and I don't know if something changed. So I put out a fake tweet. Um, some of the effect of I have some information on Lamar Jackson, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I should share. It was total bullshit. I had nothing. I just wanted to fucking rile people up. And then somebody DM'd me and said, what do you know? And I just kind of strung them along, pretending like I knew stuff that I didn't know. And they told me that at 3.30 today, that if there was no deal, that they were going to put the exclusive tag on him, And that they had that cold and dead to rights. And that didn't happen. So I don't know if something changed today. I don't know if. Well, and you then know, we saw that guy, Jack Settleman from um, Snapback Sports, basically said the exact same thing you're saying yeah. with, with with he's claiming it's from a team source he, f- directly from the Ravens, which uh, which is sort of where my source would have gotten their information from. That, yeah. I guess that, that owner's collusion call was at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> yeah, the but, conference uh, call. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, again, like the thing is, is that I, I think what I completely underestimated is that you have a bunch of billionaire owners who are looking to protect their own pockets and you have agents who are on the owner side in the situation because if Lamar signs a mega deal without an agent there are going to be other players who are going to be like well fuck it Lamar yeah, they're all going to have to they're all going to have to cut their their rate from three, and so it's almost, three to 1.5 could, or something yeah I could even see a situation where we're talking about owner's collusion and maybe it's all agents getting together saying that we're going to fucking talk to all our clients and have forced trades if you guys like Well us okay out. so I don't want to be accused of uh being like a uh an owner's bootlicker or whatever the fuck don't care. like the Accuse carrying the water anything. all that shit but here but like the owners if you're in their position they they have to come to the table and they have to negotiate on the CBA every seven years or whatever the, the, you know, the charter is on those. So we have a CBA in place that's agreed to by both sides and at, in nowhere in that CBA are fully guaranteed contracts really even like there's approach it right. Because it's so far outside the scope of the way contracts have been structured. Um, So to me, it's sort of bad faith by the NFLPA to try and achieve this during an active CBA rather than so at the negotiating the table. CBA. I think that what they're doing, using a player trying to change things while we have, you know, a, a CBA that has been ratified and agreed upon by all the players signed off, you know, like everyone, everyone entered into this agreement willingly and uh, you know, everyone had to give a little bit and whatever, but I think it's, it, it's a bit, <laughs> Again, like I, well, I don't want to be accused of being, uh, uh, again, of being some shill for the owners. But like, if you're the owner, if you're on that side of the table, why the fuck would you just roll over? And and why would any of the owners? I, and I understand one did, but like, the rest of them have to protect the sanctity of that agreement that they all had to agree to to, to in the first place. Seats. Now, I, this is going to be a topic on the next one, hundred percent. This is going to be a, a topic of discussion, and it's probably going to end up 
either the owners have to relent on it and get closer to fully guaranteed, or we're going to see a lockout because what we've seen happen right now with Lamar Jackson is going to be a huge, like that, that is going to be like the focal point of the next CBA. I, I, I disagree with that. I also think that you're getting too deep in the weeds here because I think it's as simple as Lamar Jackson is a special talent. Your quarterback, if you're thinking about giving them a fully guaranteed contract is a special talent. And he doesn't compare to the 53rd guy in your roster. No, no, no. Yeah, so, but, but the the fully guaranteed the concept of fully guaranteed is one where it's a sliding. It, it's like a, a slippery slope where the, that's what I'm saying. The, is the NFLPA wants it to become the norm for every single guy on the roster because that's, that's where what I'm, is I'm saying the owners don't want to give the special player a fully guaranteed contract even if he deserves it because then the 53rd guy on the roster is going to come kicking and screaming for a fully guaranteed contract. Right. And, and then if, we're, if we want to talk about fully guaranteed, we should be starting towards the back end of the roster, not the top, because those guys at the top I, I of the roster think... are making so much money already. And like Lamar Jackson, if he signs a deal tomorrow, the way it was structured and offered to him, he's basically making 80% of that money in the first three or four years of, of a six-year deal. Whereas a guy on the back end of the roster is fighting every single week to not get cut and and not make his full season of of pay. So this is not a charity though, and that's no, it's the not. It's too. not. But if, we, if you want to f- start with fully guaranteed deals, they should start from the bottom end and work their way up because the Earn people at the deal. top are already the people at the top are already making so much money. We're talking about guys who are like a lot of guys who at the back end of the roster. We've seen it before where a guy who starts back there and ends up becoming a star. It's because that you know they stuck around, whatever. But like the they shut their fucking mouth and they earn their money. They earn right. their playtime. I but I don't. Yeah, well, I, I don't doubt so, the effort. I don't doubt the effort or the talent or anything at the back end of the roster necessarily. Like, but I do. The fa- I don't. I don't doubt. <laughs> I don't doubt the effort for the most part. I think anybody can be guilty of not giving. Oh, out I mean, a, they could try hard, but if they yeah. suck, why would they get a fully guaranteed contract? But why, why would they get? Why, a, would, why, why would they get any contract in the first place? But I'm saying, like, if you're talking about, you could you could fully guarantee the contracts of like the bottom 80% of the roster and it wouldn't even come close to Lamar Jackson's fully guaranteed contract. No. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing though, is the fully guaranteed stuff, like earn your contract. Like I'm fully okay with fully guaranteed. I think you should earn your contract. If you want to fight and scrap to make the roster, fight and scrap to make an extension. Like when you go to your job, like you mentioned earlier when we were talking, you're like, you know, you're going to go to your boss and demand, hey, pay me a million dollars. Like, no. But when you come into a job, do you get a base pay? You get a base pay and then you elevate from there. You move up in the company. You do those things. You earn your money. So kind of like similar. Well, 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 and when I say fully guaranteed, I'm not talking about fully guaranteeing you know, any sort of incentive based. No, 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 no. I'm just income. talking like a general. Yeah, fully. Cause, and you got to think about it too. The, the way that NFL players look at it and I would the same is you got sports like baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever hockey, may be the only one other than football. That's, you know, completely physical and your body's put in detriment every time. Hockey's you got a hard cap though. Yeah. Hockey's, well, hockey's got a hard cap. There's none of this but bullshit fully around guaranteed. with, yeah, but they're fully guaranteed, but they're not getting fucking $30 million a right. year in roster and work. No, but their revenues so also give aren't and take. anywhere close to the NFL. NHL's re- revenues aren't anywhere close same to the NFL. Thing with ba- same thing with baseball and basketball, though, is you don't have these fucking bullshit, you know, contract um, mechanisms that give you a couple extra million dollars over the cap that are not accounted for on the cap that you have yeah. in football. Football well, is and, the only and, sport. Well, NBA yeah. doesn't even have a cap. Well, and and Grant, they want, but. Grant, to your point about like earn your contract. I agree with that. But like that idea is 
if if that's going to be like the the like presiding concept of a contract then why should it be different for the guy making $785,000 versus the guy making $50 million the $50 million well, guy should have to earn it too so like the idea that the $50 million guy wants 50 fucking million dollars per year guaranteed and then he wants you to guarantee every single year that contract so that where the owners sit and you know you can you don't have to like it but where the owners sit if every guy who's going to make 50 million dollars wants to come in and say I want a five-year deal and I want you to pay me $50 million a year and I want you to fully guarantee every dollar of that deal when I sign it. Why would a fucking owner do that? So if they if they want fully guaranteed, I mean, the fully guaranteed is probably going to be like they're going to be giving out two-year deals. And but that's, there's that's the, the, trickle down, the trickle down, the trickle down of fully guaranteeing that money for those guys making that much at the top means either those guys at the top their annual salaries are going to go lower so they can accommodate they can they yeah. can accommodate fully guaranteeing the rest of the, the deals because like i said you start fully guaranteeing the quarterback it's going to is watson even every other guy is going to want the same thing no. is watson even top 10 aav after this year uh, yeah he's ahead yeah, he he's 46 he he's, yeah he's he's four i'm saying after believe. this year so if you get a lamar extension you get a Burrow extension. You get a Herbert extension. No, then he'll be top ten. He'll be top. He'll he'll be top ten. He won't be top top five. Yeah, he'll still be in the top ten. But but I mean, so here's the here's the other side of it though. So I get what you're saying, Will, for sure. And you know, and it it could you know drop you know what what the lower bottom guy makes if everything's fully guaranteed. But with we all know the new TV deals, everything coming cap's going to go up quite a bit. So right, right. the thing is, is I think though, with even keeping a 53 man roster, when that happens, I think the elevation of the cap will create a higher, a higher floor for the minimum of the well, no, 53. I wasn't saying roster. that the, the minimum guy is going to make less. What I'm saying is in order for all the contracts. So eventually we're, we're looking at the, 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 the it's going to keep sliding where the quarterbacks are getting fully guaranteed deals. Well, the next thing we're going to see is the wide receivers want fully guaranteed deals and the left tackle wants a fully guaranteed deal. So we're going to see the fully guaranteed is going to, like I said, trickle down to every position. The fucking um, long snapper is going to want a, a fully guaranteed deal soon enough. And in order in order to pay the fully guaranteed money to the guys at the back end of the roster, the quarterback's not going to be able to get $50 million a year. Or the quarterback's going to have to be okay. Yep. Or the quarterback's going to be okay, have to be okay with taking a two-year, hundred million dollar fully yeah, guaranteed but, deal instead of a five-year and three hundred million dollar, yeah, but two hundred fifty million dollar guaranteed deal. Joe Schmo isn't just going to get a five-year deal for fifty million. It's going to be on market value based off of skills and. Performance. But I'm talking so about, but roster like... by roster, roster by roster, and the quarterbacks. The way things are going here. We just saw Daniel Jones get forty million dollars a year. For he's Fucking not a forty crazy. million dollar quarterback, but he just that, got Dak Prescott's you're seeing what's contract. Gonna happen when the cap, well, you're seeing what's going to happen when the cap goes up because there are roster spots twenty three through fifty three. There are no shortage of guys who would want to do that. Okay, there are guys who would do that for a hundred dollars a year. I promise you that. Those are no, no, no. I, and I, yeah, I don't. Well, I I don't dispute that at all. What you're talking about though is the player. And what I'm talking about is the people who are responsible for what happened today, and that's the NFLPA, who are going to start the process of fighting for every single contract to be fully guaranteed. So that's why I'm saying like we're going to be seeing one-year deals. We're going to be seeing two-year deals. And like yeah. maybe a guy like Lamar Jackson can get a three-year deal because he's a special talent. But if we're talking about fully guaranteeing every dollar of every quarterback contract and every other contract below it, then you're not going to be able to give a guy – 
like Patrick Mahomes a 10-year deal. You're not going to be able to give a guy like Josh Allen a six-year deal. Didn't he sign a six-year deal? So like yeah. uh, those contracts will no longer exist. You're going to see players moving around way more. They don't like that. They want someone to like Patrick Mahomes is going to commit. So, right. So like that that's where well, well, when you start talking about gonna... fully guaranteeing these contracts you're you are going to change the landscape of the nfl where it's not as entertaining and not, not engaging it's not going to happen because you're going to see demar smith get voted out demar smith has botched lamar jackson's situation so badly that he will not get reelected as that of the nflpa i That's, hope not i hope they're going to get somebody smart enough in there that can explain to these players that yeah you're not getting a fully guaranteed contract but you're getting 20 million dollars off the books that other sports don't get so shut your fucking mouth and play right and like and the, like Grant said, earn your contract. If you play up to the the contract's expectations, you'll make every dollar in that fucking contract. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Is like, I mean, you still have the room if you believe in yourself and you believe in your abilities. Take the high guaranteed amount and play your fucking game. Shut up and earn the rest it's of the money. That, it's weird. It's weird that you use that towards money, but George Pickens is okay to run his mouth without earning it. Oh, he's gonna get his. Oh, he's gonna get paid. No, ah, fuck that. Antonio Brown. He'll that... be Antonio Brown once you I hope he does get paid. I hope he becomes a fucking crazy person even more than he already is. Hope Speaking of Antonio worse. Brown, where's Zay? Where's uh, Zay Flowers at? Speaking of Antonio Brown, that's that's our guy. That's who we need. Yep, Hopefully I'll fully guarantee his contract. Hundred percent. I I think the whole thing with it, the other narrative online, the Lamar's being disrespected thing. I want to reach through my screen and fucking punch people. You're talking about a guy who's about to get generational wealth and he's being disrespected. If well, getting disrespected is somebody he... giving me $32.4 million a year, disrespect me all you well, want. Well, he's not, he's not getting disrespected. <laughs> he's getting disrespected by the Ravens. How? The only reason that they, okay, the other reason they did the, the non exclusive tag is because if they did the exclusive tag, right now we're operating at negative $9 million in cap space because Lamar's cap hit now. We, we, were, we were eighth in the league in free cap. And now we have negative nine million because of this this uh, <laughs> non exclusive tag today. There are but if we had done, restructures. If and we shit. Had, yeah, yeah, and we're gonna do all that. We're gonna see cuts. We're gonna see, there's gonna be a lot of action on our roster in the in the next five days. But um, hold on, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> this app this <laughs> happens every now and then. Oh, uh, shit. Well, uh, I'll chime in a little bit. Personally, when I saw the news that the non exclusive was thrown down i thought two things one it's a ballsy move and two i don't feel like you can make that move unless you're willing to match basically any offer that comes your way so i mean yeah unless you physically cannot match the offer because you have to do some major roster overall you have to have a plan of matching every offer so i remember what i was gonna say so so part of the reason that they they i think like you just said that that you're exactly right. But the second thing is if they use the exclusive tag, then we're talking about another $13 million of maybe of more cap. depends because it's, it's a top five. Right. Average, right. So. so the, like consider this in eight days or, you know, now we're an hour and 13 minutes away from uh, March 8th. So in a week, free agency opens, we have negative $9 million right now. So if we had negative, $22 million next Wednesday. That's a lot more, you know, number one, just to get under the cap. A lot of that restructuring would just be to get us under uh, the so cap you, just, you to have be, this just to be compliant. 
So that extra $13 million doesn't kick in until April 21st. Um, if you put the exclusive tag on them, it sits at that $32.4 million number until a week before the draft. And that's when the average of the top five salaries are taken. And that's when the exclusive cap hit. And, comes in. Drew is and correct. in the meantime, we are allowed to be over the cap at the beginning of free agency, right? No, no. Um, if 359, March 359 on March 15th, okay. we have to be cap compliant. All right. So, but okay. So, but it's still the idea that just because we're not in that moment, like technically over the cap, you're still over the cap because you're going to have to figure it out at some point or another. So unless they were confident that they could make deals and they were going to get Lamar so under contract and clear all that cap the, to add that $13 million that you know is going to hit in less than a month. Um, but it, it would I, never hit because you put the exclusive tag on them and your idea is that you are either signing him to an extension or you are trading him by that week before the draft. So that, that would be the reason right. for doing that is that you're never right. seeing that $45 million no, cap hit. I, I, yeah, I get that, but you still have to operate. If you're if you're going out and you're getting DeAndre Hopkins, you're doing it with the expectation that Lamar Jackson's going to be throwing in the ball. You're not doing that for fucking Tyler Huntley or whoever, like an unnamed, unknown person to be the quarterback. So um, you have to, if you're going to be making moves to bring in guys that we need, then you have to be sure that you're going to have Lamar Jackson. And then if you have Lamar Jackson in that scenario, you have to, you know, at that point, without a long-term extension signed, then you have to be assuming you're going to get the $45 million cap hit. So then you have to account for that extra $13 million. So it just, it gives us more of a, a realistic, you know, idea of where we're going to be going into free agency because yeah, Lamar Jackson being signed, that's the number one priority by a wide margin figuring that situation out. But at the same time, we're a week away from having to do all these things that all of us have been talking about for all this time we have to make I, I, a fucking at least one move at wide receiver you know there's going to be cornerbacks available so like a lot of that's going to shape the way we draft in april so that you know you it's have not- to make those moves regardless of who's under center though and so my thing is is that the exclusive tag was you're making these moves with lamar jackson in mind but you also have to have backup plan a b and c and whether that's somebody in the draft whether there's a free agent that you want to target like I'm not sure. I'm not in that war room with the UC, but I, I, you know, you need two wide receivers regardless of who's taking snaps for you. And it would be much better if it's Lamar Jackson throwing on the ball and your team would be better off. But, you know, you still need a CB3 and CB2, whether or not Lamar Jackson's under center. Like there are still moves that you have to make regardless of Lamar Jackson's existence on the Ravens roster. Yeah, totally. I'm just saying like the, the, the specific moves that are made, like investing you know, draft capital and trading for someone like Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins, like that kind of decision. Um, I don't think they make a trade like that and waste a year of that player if they don't have any clarity as to who the quarterback's going to be. I think that would Thanks, be. Yeah, I think you have to make that move regardless. So, I mean, it would be great if it's Lamar throwing on the ball. But again, I still think that, you know, you saw last year, even with Tyler Huntley Anderson, we did not have the wide receivers to compete. And, you know, I, I, I think that, it would be better to have clarity on the Lamar Jackson situation. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just think that what happens on March 15th in terms of trades or signings or anything, they were going to have to happen regardless of what you did with Lamar. You still need another corner. You still need to replace Marcus Peters or resign Marcus Peters. You have Rashad Bateman and a bunch of fucking losers as wide receivers. You still need to add to that wide receiver room. Maybe you're going to invest more draft capital if you have Lamar in you know going and gets uh, getting a mike evans instead of signing a kenny galladay for example but 
you're still making moves regardless of who your quarterback is. Yeah, yeah. I just mean the the you know the the approach specifically to offense and skill players, um, who they cut, things like that. Like I saw, I did see a tweet that you know made some sense where it's like if they make these moves specifically cutting you know players like Gus Edwards or uh, Devin Duvernay, and then the expectation by doing that is it's going to accommodate the current $32 million cap hit. And, um, you know, we assume we're going to have Lamar Jackson under contract or whatever the case may be. But if we're discarding players or we're making trades or whatever, and then Lamar's not here and we got rid of Gus Edwards or we got rid of Devin Duvernay, then like, you know, there's, there's other ways to do it. I think because you're doing it to, you're, you're doing it assuming you have $32 million of Lamar Jackson's cap on you know, on the books, on so. the books. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I still think that you're in a spot now where you have to build the rest of the roster that for years we have essentially neglected the wide receiver position because we're like, Oh, we have Lamar and we can, you know, he'll make guys great. And I just think you got to stop that shit. It hasn't worked. And so I, yeah, almost think yeah. I just, I don't think approach. that, I don't think that Evans or, or Hopkins are a target if Lamar's not the quarterback, if it's especially if it's like a complete question mark that because yeah, like, I mean, I just don't see you fair. going and getting a 30 year old wide receiver for an unknown quarterback, like a to be determined quarterback. I don't see that being the, the move that, you know, I think. But with Lamar, it's OK to get a guy who's going to be here for a year, two years, three years, as opposed to, you know, just like filling the spot, even if it's somebody younger, a free agent, like an established free agent, but somebody who's like you know, four years younger. Um, I think that there's a difference in the way those decisions get made based on who the quarterback is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, like Lamar himself is, I mean, he's just dynamic, man. Like, I mean, like what he can do with people around him, but you got to give him somebody. And I agree with the sense of, you got to kind of be cautious of what you do until you know what's going to happen with him. If they do get a deal done, theoretically, we're looking at a $24 million, you know, opening in the cap you know, from 32 to eight. So like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's, a that's fucking huge. Like not only looking at the free agency level, but I think the approach to offense specifically has been nothing short of lazy. Like, I think the approach has been lazy. I think the nonchalant, like Drew had mentioned earlier with EDC's mentality of letting things come to him. I think that's a lazy mentality. I think that it, the shit hasn't worked in X amount of years so at some point, the definition of insanity has to stop. So you got to change something up. So regardless of what quarterback you have coming in, whether Lamar's going to stay, I think you have to make that move for a receiver. I'm more sense on, you know, it's got to be Hopkins or Evans, but it's got to be somebody of that caliber. And it's got to be somebody that you're really going to thoroughly invest in. You're going to give that longer deal to, because if you are getting rid of Lamar, your compensation has to be enough for a either quarterback this year, like a like a top five pick, top six pick, whatever, or it's got to be somebody that you're going to be able to open up cap and you're going to try to pull somebody from somewhere else, whether it's another trade or whatever it is. But the capital has to be there. It's not really there. I think you still have to go get that big tier receiver. You got to start somewhere. I mean, the good news is, is like EDC put his balls on the table with this. So like, he's clearly not fucking around anymore and not being passive. I, I, that's what I take this non-exclusive tag to mean. So there's no telling what he's going to go do now that he appears to be motivated to act rather than wait. Um, 
I'm, I'm hoping that again, that there's a Lamar extension and that this nonsense that we just talked about where maybe it's not Lamar doesn't even come into play. Like I'd rather just not have to think about a future without Lamar Jackson. My intent, you know, my, my motivations are clearly selfish here. Like I want Lamar here long-term, but I think this is the year that he has to go get a Mike Evans. Like I said, he has to go get a DeAndre Hopkins and he has to take a first round wide receiver. Like there can't be this, you know, we're going to take a bunch of swings and misses. Um, we haven't had a podcast since his fucking combine showing either. So, you know, I, I just, that, that pissed me off with his, um, we're going to keep swinging, like stop fucking swinging and just make contact. Stop fucking wildly swinging at third round picks and go get somebody. Well- Brett, well, and, buzz. <laughs> that that that's fair, but also we should acknowledge that he uh, basically took accountability for the fact that he has fucked up and the wide receivers suck. He said it. He did himself. Yeah, so, and and, and that, then people got mad at him about it. No, yeah, I, I, Rashad Rashad Bateman got mad at him. Well, about no, it. We before talk. Rashad Bateman got mad about it in real time, the 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 same you know the usual suspects yeah the so, usual suspects were mad about it and it's like squad, they, he's the saying fucking, the yeah. same shit that you the fucking people have been saying like he, but, he was a, he was agreeing with them and they were like fuck it uh, listen to what he's saying like no I think they probably dm'd Lindsay okay and got that take from her and started fucking crying about it <laughs> fucking snitch rat pussies you know that's what no, they fucking I do pre- so. i appreciate the accountability from edc <laughs> um we'll never see that from john harbaugh um but nor do I want it from Harbaugh at this point. I actually like the fact yeah, that he it'd be fake. Off by it'd be fake. It'd be fake yeah. now. But the thing with the, the Rashad Bateman comment is, I don't. When I read that, I don't think he's talking to or about EDC. I think he's responding to a sense of with EDC referencing that that they just don't have the receivers on the roster. Essentially, I think he was talking about Roman. I think he was talking about John Harbaugh's a bit like he said, stop blaming us. He said, stop blaming us in response to an EDC quote. And he deleted it and walked it back when somebody told him that he was sucking his dick five seconds before in the, in the press conference. But that was 100% anger at EDC, thinking that EDC said he was a bust. That, that's that's where that came from. That was a, a emotional pussy response by Rashad Bateman. And I'm okay with it because li- he deleted I liked, it. And, I liked it. Yeah, but see, you like guys who are emotional. And that's fine. Yeah. Like that's that's not. My I like thing. guys. For, I, I like guys who just stand up for themselves. I like guys who let their play talk. And, you know, I got into a nice little war with a fucking short fellow who doesn't like uh, letting his play talk. For him. I used to cry about it. Uh, fucking come on the podcast, you fucking vagina. Can talk all that shit, delete all your there tweets, goes, and then you uh, fucking that. ghost me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck him. I, I got I got fucking played. That that's what happened. Is I thought that I I played something masterfully, and he really just fucking you know took it off the timeline and then shut me out for a little bit. Now I'm going to be at his throat any any opportunity that I get. But I, I, he said, honestly, he said you got me some game sponsorships. I, I I told him I told him he wasn't safe in my mentions, and he goes, "Thanks for the gaming sponsorships, fucking <laughs> vagina, fucking not safe anymore." That was that yeah. was good though. Yeah, but he deleted that shit I immediately fuck, because he's. I fucking that missed fucking... that response. Wait, he he responded to you and said that. Yeah. What? So <laughs> I tweeted. Amazing. I tweeted. I tweeted about him. I did not tag him. I remember um, somebody else. Somebody else tagged I remember him. Seeing that, and, and he responded see, with. Yeah, he I responded you with. You're not safe in my mentions, little man. I didn't <laughs> see you responded after that. And he, said, he said, "Thanks for getting me all the." He said, "Thanks for getting me all the gaming sponsorships." Yeah, you're you're welcome. Where's my Where's my fucking cut? Yeah, sure. Drew, do you want to uh, want sh- to shed a little bit more light on that situation? That's yeah, sure. Fantastic. So Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown decided to crack off at the mouth after um, 
you know, all that nonsense about Steve Saunders came out that F minus and people were going fucking wild with it on Twitter. And he was, you know, up on the timeline retweeting stuff and, you know, all this. Uh, yeah, you know, I tried to tell you guys beforehand. And so I tweeted something to the effect of I wonder if, um, you know, Steve Saunders is responsible for the uh, little man with the big mouth missing all those games in Arizona. He decided to tweet me back because he's clearly not intelligent. Uh, that's just a dumb move in general. I, I don't know why anybody would do that in his position. And I told him he wasn't safe in my mentions. I said the last time that you decided to run your mouth and do something stupid, I convinced the whole internet that you were going to retire. And then he said, thanks for the, um, you know, gaming sponsorships. There was a couple more back and forths in there. Somebody was, um, you know, tweeting screenshots of dumb shit that he had said. He deleted everything and I DM'd him and, you know, said open invite to the podcast to discuss um he was like you know i don't really want to come on the podcast right away like why don't you and i talk one-on-one -on -one, see what kind of questions you have and then i'll decide if i want to come on and i said you know yeah let's talk later tonight um that was at like two o'clock in the afternoon let's say i dm'd him at nine o'clock when i was free i said hey what's up and he hasn't responded yet hasn't read it hasn't looked so he clearly you know wanted me to shut up and stop fucking owning him on the timeline that's pretty much what it boiled well, that, that's interesting you hadn't mentioned that to me that it's not even read yet so yeah it's not read yet he's not he was, so he you know, he's tweeted multiple he's, times since then. He, he's been okay. on Twitter. Was, like so I, what I was going to say is like, you sound like a bitter he, ass girlfriend. Well, the fact that he, the fact that he jumped on, no, I looked the fact that he jumped on in the middle of all that, you know, all, all the nonsense that was going on. Um, he's very online. It seems to me like just the timing of it is that someone brought Murder. it to his attention. No, he, he's active. He's always on Twitter. He's liking shit all the time. I mean, you, you can go look and you, you can call it a jealous ex-girlfriend move, but I was curious because I didn't want to go <laughs> off. I didn't want to go off and say something about him if he was going to turn around. Well, when you talk about jealous ex-girlfriend, he's he's leaving. He's, he's he's just leaving it there. He's not reading it. Yeah, yeah. he's done. Yeah, he's he, that means again, that means he's just intentionally. He's like, oh, there's Drew's message. Because, I'm not going to open because it. Because he knows. Again, he, I'm sh I'm sure somebody has told him that I have been very critical of him for very valid points of of what he has done in the past and why he deserves. The, I can think of at know, least one person. I told him to, but you know, yeah. um, that that was a true directive. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, somebody, I, I, somebody I who thought, was recently out there visiting. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I I tried. You know, I, I tried to make this work, but then I, I realized that I I got I got played, and it is what it is. You know, hand up. I, I thought that he was a man of honor and integrity, and he's just not. You know, he's such a small frame. He can't fit any honor and integrity in that. Can't catch the ball in crunch time either, so suck my dick. I'm happy to go scorch earth on any on any of these fucking people. It's just, it, it it's frustrating that entire narrative, too, where the Ravens are this um, incompetent franchise, and then you have EDC potentially pull off the biggest masterclass move of all time the next week. Kind of funny. I mean, again, they fired Steve Saunders. They fired Greg Roman. Um you know, there's nowhere to go but forward when you talk about this team. So I think that getting caught up in shit that happened in 2019, I'm not allowed to talk about the year 2019 because it's a problematic year, allegedly. But I don't know. I just, I think that, yeah, I, we, we can get into him too. I want to get to the, uh, you know, fucking content stealing little bitch to coked up moron with the fucking sound effect board. Um, I, I think that a lot of our fan base deserves to be fucking smacked around a lot more than they are. And I, I've kind of I've kind of had it. I hope that Lamar Jackson signs a massive extension. I hope that we go out and get two good wide receivers. I hope that we fucking go seventeen and zero next year. And I can just tell all these you know idiots who try to you know jump on the parade that they're just too fucking stupid to be allowed. Minimum IQ should be um, you know instituted for Ravens fans. You know the uh, the Chris Farley gif where he's like really happy looking up and then 
like his face gets like worried and then sad. Like he's yeah, seen something more horrified. That had to be how all of them that person and everyone like him was when the 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 notification hit that the Ravens put the non-exclusive tag. They were about to, they were like, yeah, we're gonna finally see. We've been right the whole time. There's gonna be all these teams. They're they're gonna they're all lining up to give them fucking fully guaranteed money. And then thirty seconds later, the Atlanta Falcons are out. The Panthers are out. The Raiders are out. The Commanders are out. Like. Everything that they promised would happen was just put to bed within like five minutes of the fucking the the, the non-exclusive tag being put yeah, on. Fucking hey. again, this is what happens when you crack off at the mouth for a fucking year. You say stupid shit and talk out of your ass, and you have no fucking idea what's going on. I'm gonna humor it for as long as I can. You're, I thought you were a nice guy. I thought you know you were you were cool for some time. And then I learned that you're sliding up in the DMs of people, you know, running your fucking mouth. So. The, this is what happens to dumb people. Karma. Karma. Karma's a bitch. This offseason is about accountability, so I'm going to hold you accountable for all your fucking stupid shit that you've been spewing for the last fucking year. Transparency. Yeah. Be real fucking transparent about who you're DMing. Interesting. Catch me outside and talk about fucking transparency. How about that? That was the fight. Again, twice. This has been twice this week. Somebody's fucking been like, you know, let's, let's fight online and then fucking block me immediately. I'd be happy to discuss. I'm real fucking public with where I am. I know where I'll be. I know where you won't be is really what it boils down to with all of these individuals. It's just, again, it's the same thing happened to you too. You know, somebody, somebody told you to meet them outside and then they've been real fucking quiet since then. Yeah. I mean, I told them where, where to meet me. Just go ahead. Yeah. Uh, meet me at, in Iowa. You know, you know, you know, the neighborhood, you were looking at a property there. You were looking at yeah. to, to put a, a family in a brand new house. I mean, honestly, like you, you should be, looked at as a hero for trying to get him out to Iowa to follow his dreams and, you know, take care of that. Right. You know, you gave him the opportunity to do something that he'd been talking to somebody on the phone about for months, only meeting him face to face once, but talking to them on the phone every day about it. And you're like, Hey, let's, let's go to Iowa. I know you really want to go there. And then he just, you know, clammed up. Yeah. Haven't heard you know, from him since. Sad, sad, but yeah, has no problem DMing fucking clan members about what's going on. So weird, weird behavior. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting to say the least. Um, you think that that Nitro Kid is uh, logged into our feed here and it's going to have a video about interesting stuff or, you know, collusion or anything tomorrow? No, there would be like, uh, you know, like reggaeton sirens going off and fucking fart noise um, soundboard sound effects yeah, I mean, pumped in. My, my favorite part of that exchange is when he told me to stop calling him a drug addict because it would ruin his image. I was like, buddy, like. <laughs> Pretty much everybody who listens and watches your shit must think you fucking snort a line of coke before you get on the fucking mic. There's no shot that you're putting anime drops and shit and not high on coke. Like, let's let's be real here. Well, whether he is or he isn't, it's like, there's no reputational damage that can be done to to Nitro the, the I'm Wonderkin. A, I, I'm apparently a nobody, and he has no idea who I am, but now he's worried about me damaging his image. Like, let's, uh, let's you know, be consistent here. If I don't matter and nobody cares about what I have to say, then... Why? Why does it matter that I called you? Uh, I didn't call him by name when I said it either. I just said that coked up kid with a fucking soundboard. I mean, uh, he he sits by himself in a room and screams into a camera. He reads all of your tweets, takes them seriously, and then reads them off in front of a fucking camera and acts <laughs> like he's not going to get called on. Yeah, he just did a whole show of everything that I've said. I mean, the like we we went a little off the rails with the nepotism shit at the beginning of the last show, but like he did that for real. Like that was really his position. Was that the thing that we had been joking about on the internet for four days? He took and made a real video out of it, acting like it was real. Fucking 
I don't know where we find these people either. Like they always pop up out of nowhere. We find the fucking weirdest individuals. And the real sad part is that Grant takes the brunt of all their fucking bullshit because Grant has somewhat I'm logical thought out. But the problem is that you you have wrong opinions in my book, but you have well thought out and you know there's a reason why you feel the way that you do. And then you get these <laughs> idiots who cling on and have no logic or reason to it and just bitch to bitch. And then you're like lumped in with them. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to have to bully Grant for an hour because he thinks the same way as these people, but actually has a reason for it. It's I'll tell uh, you. Twitter's a fucking Twitter's a fucking trip at, at some point. Uh, if, I, you know. I got my favorite ever reply earlier to, to your point about, I don't know where we find these people. This guy said to me, why do your tweets attract those that seem like they would put paper plates in the dishwasher? You didn't respond to my no, response sure. to that, which is sad. I, I levied some heavy accusations at you in the in the comments. That I'm looking what? at it now. Yeah, hold on. You can you can read it live on air, so we can. Uh, he says, spring. "Will puts paper plates in plastic silverware in the dishwasher per sources, even if he denies it. Trust my sources instead of the man himself." Um, I mean, it, it it speaks to the don't believe Diana Rossini because it's not on video. Right. You know, Lamar Jackson himself yeah. said something, but we can't well, trust him. He's not, he's not a valid source because it wasn't on video. I can I can put this to, to bed right now. I so I'm a, a single man and most of the time I it's just me here in my house. So I try not to use uh actual dishes. I buy paper plates and plastic silverware for the specific purpose of throwing it directly in the trash afterwards. So I don't have to do the dishes. So have you done it on video yet? No, I'll put I'm a sorry, GoPro. Brother, I'll, this... I'll mount a GoPro on my head next time I have hey, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. My son and I, we, we use paper plates and plastic forks all the time. I'm like, fuck them dishes. Yeah, fuck dishes. Oh, man. No, no, no. no. The, the joke there is that people were stupid enough to try to wash them and use them again, is what the guy was saying to Will. And oh, yeah, so I just, that. yeah, but I, I have no proof that Will doesn't wash them and use them again. I, I need to see it oh, on but... video because I you can't you can't believe sources unless they say it on video. doesn't matter how wrong they are, but if it's said on video, then it's it's valid. That's the only way that it's what if What if a trusted uh, insider witnesses the exchange? Then does it count? Well, so I don't well, know. You're kind of saying it, it, is, the exchange, is the exchange something that I want to happen? So is it a narrative that I want to push? Them? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, only, they're, they're very, they're, they're only, very trusted. Only if it that. supports what you want it to support. I got you. Okay. Exactly. That, that's how it works. You know, and it's not about who's right and wrong. It's about who says what I want them to You know, say. That's what we get behind I'm just I'm just following the uh, the the popular logic on Twitter because apparently you know that's what you have to do to fit in. Yep. You know you get accused of pandering to the purple patrol, but these people pander to the fucking you know doom and gloom fuck fuck squad that you know can just we, cries all the time. Can we also have a quick review on the difference between guarantee money at signing and guarantee money overall? <laughs> well, I mean we can, but the problem is, is that none of these people are really intelligent enough to grasp that. Um, because if somebody says $133 million guaranteed, that's the only guaranteed money. There's no such thing as, you know, things that vest after being, you know, under contract for a year. There's no such thing as, you know, vesting roster bonuses that hit on the first day of a league year. That doesn't exist um, unless you want it to exist. Unless you want well, to talk about how much yeah. money Kyler Murray got, then it's and okay like, to talk about And it. Warren Sharp put a, a, a like 9,000 word tweet out. Uh, oh, he went. He went in. Do you, do you know and, why? But, do you know why he, that happened? He, he put all the guaranteed money in, and he put the guaranteed money for Kyler Murray at one hundred eighty-nine point whatever. Yeah, thirty million dollars of hit of that that guaranteed figure is rookie deal money 
that is carrying over because he's not even getting paid on the extension until next season. Not even 2023. No, it's not. 2024 is when the extension money hits. So all these people who are trying to compare the two, you got to compare the new money that all those figures we saw for Lamar were new money figures. They were not. Uh, 25 million was not new money. 25 million was the fifth year option that already got picked up. You're sure about that? Well, if you do the map out on what was reported. Yeah. So it was, we offered him, it was 133, which was really $108 million at signing, which was like $5 million more than what Kyler Murray got um, in guaranteed at signing. And then there's, so obviously that total factors in the total guarantees too, when it was around 200 million. Okay. So this is actually putting better context into the comment that Lamar made to Diana Rossini when she asked about the guaranteed money. And it was, he said it's in the 160 to 180 range. That's, where that comes from is yeah, it's that, fifth year option. Th- right. It's the option money that comes off. So if you want to count the option money, he's over 180. If you don't count it, he's 160. Yeah. It's 160 in new money. It, it, these things are not tough to understand if you stop being an emotional lesbian about things for five seconds and actually like think things through. And I don't think a lot of our fan base is capable of, you know, like rational thought. I had somebody and somebody who I like and talk to a lot, you know, argue with me today of was Lamar ever offered a hundred or $250 million. And he's like, no, there's no proof that he ever, you know, said that blah, blah. But then he agreed that he was offered $180 million guaranteed. So what are we talking about here? The the Ravens offer him a four year, $180 million contract fully guaranteed. And he said no to that. Like, is that where that's coming from? It just, I, I don't know where these people come from. I don't know why they don't like, take a deep breath and think about things. But the problem is, is that they then say dumb shit, bury themselves in a hole deeper, and then they get fucking sad when somebody says you're wrong. I mean, that's why we're in the situation we are now with a, you know, former um, guest of the podcast is that I told him he was wrong on something and he freaked the fuck out and got sad about it. And another former guest, we don't even know exactly what, why he got to the point I, he's I at, know. but... I know exactly why he got to that point where he's at. He thought he was going to make a joke and dunk on you. It didn't go over well, and then it, it spiraled out of control. And he started taking personal shots, and then you came in with the kill shot. Yeah, but that was like that was after weeks and weeks of uh, of we had had a problem with the other individual poking the bear. That's what I think it is. I think it's you know. Oh, yeah. You said again. I don't know if I want to air this because it was it was pretty horrible what you said in private. But I, I guess for full transparency and accountability, we're going to hold you accountable. I asked a question of Will, or asked the question of a group of people of when something happened. And again, you can explain yourself after this, but Will responded with 2019, which everybody knows is the most horrific thing you could ever say. Yeah. So I said that because it was the year in, in which the, it was the year in which oh, the event shit. took place. I was, you know, I answered right. the question. I was asked when it took place. I, 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 and you just, I you, you just keep, you, you can't say 2019, man. That's just, it's too far. Too, too much. far over the line. Yeah. Well, I, you know, since then I've learned that. We've said a lot of we've said a lot of off color things on this podcast, but you know, thankfully we've never I've said cut that number out of my vocabulary. Yeah, we just we can't talk about it anymore because it's really bad. <laughs> you know, and again, that that whole conversation started because I said Joe Mixon belongs in the cage for the rest of his life, and he just fucking smoked a thirteen year old with a Nerf gun last night. So credit to me for being ahead of the ahead allegedly. Of the it was either he or someone else, someone from his house. Why did they cordon off his fucking house? It was, it was someone. It was definitely him. 
It was someone at his house. That's all I know. I mean, again, well, the dumbest he... fucking thing I saw in one of those videos was that apparently whatever house it happened at is right next to a playground. Why wouldn't kids be running around playing in the neighborhood at night or whatever near a playground on a so weekend? Do you, think he went, do you think he went up to the kid and said, hey, I'm going to shoot you and the cops aren't going to do anything about it and then shot him and thought the cops aren't going to do anything about it? Because that's what he does to women. So just, I, you know, okay. just Listen, wondering. I, I am not. Uh, I'm not gonna go outside my house with a gun. If to shoot a 13 year old, so like, and I know 13 year olds are getting bigger and bigger these days. So you could mistake it for an adult. But like, if I see an adult, like on my cameras outside my house, if I see an adult wandering around out there, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna investigate. I'm not going out there just shooting somebody because they're outside the house. Shoot first. Ask questions later. Can we not act like it wasn't in like a crazy suburb too? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, when I saw the house, when I saw the house, I was like, "That's." I mean, yeah. Like, it's we're not talking. About, he wasn't yeah. at like a truck and trap house or something. Yeah. Like, there's children playing because it's it's a nice neighborhood, and neighborhood. that's why they fucking live. That's why their parents moved them there to be able to play without someone also, shooting them. I hate to be that guy, but like a Nerf gun does not look like a real gun. No, a Nerf gun like, looks like a fucking laser tag gun or some shit. Like, it doesn't look uh, real. It looks like it's from it, fucking Halo or something. I don't care how fucking dark it is. If you have a bright orange and blue thing in your hand, I, I've not seen many pistols that are bright orange <laughs> and blue. No, if it like if it comes out that if it comes out that they had like airsoft guns or something, then like I would understand more why why whoever saw the gun was confused about what it was. But you still don't have to go outside and shoot someone just because they're out there with a gun. If they're not like threatening your, if they're not like trying to get into your house or something. I don't know. Like, ultimate, just call the cops. Just go fucking ultimate call the cops. <laughs> exhibit, exhibit, exhibit's got a new show called Pimp My Peace. So they're <laughs> out there with these neon green. Like, yeah. Like, I, I just, could you imagine fucking like you get a phone call, like your son just got shot twice in the leg and he'll be okay. And Joe Mixon shot him because he was carrying a Nerf gun. Like, mm-hmm. I just, again, I mean, that man averaged like two yards carry in the playoffs. So they already hate him there. They're going to cut him anyway. And now he's out here fucking smoking 13-year-olds? Well, we can flip a coin to see if he's going to go to jail or not go to jail. Yeah, I don't know. Again, apparently he's got cops on the payroll, so. Yeah, true. Oh, that's his words, not mine. Well, it is pretty sad, though, that uh, our old friend Zim wasn't on Twitter to, to, uh, you know, tell us how the the allegations against Joe Mixon are are capped. So I, I think his whole original tweet of you know drive safely was stupid and i would agree i understand where he said that i saw this on the internet and thought it was funny and posted it and he didn't know where it was from he didn't know that it was baltimore and that's when he originally posted i can live with that statement but then somebody in the comments said to him this in a city filled with purple people and he goes this is a live look at the lamar jackson contract negotiations and well, then he wants to act like he's all high and mighty and that we're trying to like cancel him and it was just it was a stupid joke well, and the, then you got okay. sad and double and triple dumped. The, the, I, I, miss, I missed that whole thing. The first mistake he made was, was the video he posted. Well, yeah, that is the first mistake. The second mistake is when he posted the video, there's no way he watched the whole thing because the video very clearly, the car just fucking massacres a person before it even hits the building. Yeah. I think so, two died, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, why are you posting it? It's like when uh, Darren Ravel posted the fucking JFK uh assassination video on the anniversary of the yeah. assassination like it Just like the, the slow motion 
like the Zapruder film. The Zapruder com- film. Yeah. Well, was, I mean, it's it's completely tone deaf. Like he didn't watch well, the video clearly. All he didn't watch it closely because he thought it was just someone crashing into a fucking building. He didn't notice that the person mowed down a, a pedestrian on the way into the building. And then when someone, like you said, Drew, they pointed out where it took place, then he turned it into a a football conversation. And it's just like, number one, Zim, I I said this a couple episodes ago. I tried to find something to fucking cancel his ass because he's so goddamn annoying. His his rap career was pretty bad. Right. But that's just like, you know, that's just kind of shitting on him for for being, some being that's cr- that that's was cringe in, that's that not was intentional word. it was intentional right yeah. exactly so like but i wanted to find something where he like fucked up he said something he shouldn't have said and he's really good at not saying stupid shit but he fucked up big time he didn't he well, he, he slipped up and was, i'm gonna right now so... what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take credit for it because i think he listened to our podcast he heard me say how good he is at avoiding controversy and he got too comfortable so he i think i i let him I I let him fall asleep at the wheel, and he fucked up, and he's gone. He's his out of tweet here. was his tweet was so tone deaf and so stupid that he had an admitted war criminal in his mentions asking why he didn't delete the video yet. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like I'm in Bizarro world where yeah. one person I hate is going after another person I hate, and I'm like I don't know yeah. what I'm supposed to do now. I'm Again, blocked by that guy, and I don't. I've never even interacted with him. I saw, I, really I only saw it because of a, of a screenshot, no, but I was like, I don't yeah. even. Can I chime in on this? I don't know. Visionless Dave, um, just absolutely tortured that man a couple of years ago, and so now I'm pretty sure that you're blocked because you interact with me and Visionless Dave. <laughs> well, you Again, and I have gone at him several times, so I, that's again he he has an article out there where he writes or gives an interview where he states that he locked human beings in a shipping container, deprived them of sleep, water, and food oh, for several guy. days, and then torture and then tortured information out of them, and claimed that he was the good guy because he was the whistleblower on his torture tactics. And that guy's telling you you're a piece of shit for posting something. You really fucked up. <laughs> I'm also blocked by him. I just discovered that yesterday. I was yeah. like, huh? Yeah. God You're welcome. You're, yeah, welcome. Exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. I've gotten blocked by like four or five people just because I associate with Will and Drew. Do you remember the time I mean, that some, fine like, there, there was like people like fucking trashing you, Grant, because they were afraid to trash me, so they went after you instead? <laughs> I forget yeah, what they I were there calling. What that was about. Somebody's like, oh, is Drew going to get you pregnant after this? And I was like, okay, so you're going to be homophobic in trashing Grant. It was <laughs> and- something It was something I ended up being right about. It was something with a player performance. I forgot who it was. It yeah, was you said somebody said, yeah, you said somebody sucked or whatever. Whatever the yeah, – I don't remember. It was, an, it was a not a not a popular take, but you were right. Yeah, it was one of the rare situations where you and I shared a, um, a draft opinion, I, I feel like. But um, – <laughs> Because somebody said something about me being a youth coach or something, and I was like, "That's a dig." Like, yeah, they're like, they're like, "Oh, you, you help youth football coach." Yeah, yeah, you oh, help children. Oh you, oh, you spend your time mentoring children for free, you asshole. I was like, "All right, these new people are fucking wild." <laughs> yeah, they had like a whole little clusterfuck of people just going after you, and I was like, "This is one hundred percent because they will not say it to me, so they're gonna go." After oh, them. I remember what it was. It was because I said, um, "Uh." What uh damn, what's his face was better than Snoop? Oh Anthony, Anthony Brown. Brown. I said Anthony Brown was better than Snoop and should be the backup. That's what it was. Cause I said he outplayed him in the preseason in the uh training or in training camp. 
You were right. Oh, yeah, no, I think we all agreed I mean, on that, though. Yeah. I, th- I think anybody besides the Baltimore Ravens agreed on that, unfortunately. <laughs> and the people that were telling me I was having Drew's baby. Yeah, that was fucking just bizarre homophobia world where they're like, oh, you're gay with Drew, but, you know, Drew's a bad guy. I got accused of that last week. Yeah. Well, I, was, I mean. I, you- I was I was slobbing. uh Slobbing Drew, I think, was the <laughs> the, yeah. the phrase that was used. It was like some guy tagged Drew to like tell on me that because <laughs> I, I like posted a screenshot of Drew. So I didn't, I didn't understand. <laughs> he was yeah, like, Drew, the one guy's this and the other guy's slobbing Drew and tagged yeah, I, I, him. Like, I, you're telling I, I, on I, like, me? Didn't, I didn't understand the, the context of what he said because I thought he was responding to the first guy who said, you know, was there, well, call me an asshole like 16 times in your mentions and didn't tag me. And then I responded with like, hello, love you or something, you know, something like that to you know, tell him that I appreciated the support. And then the other guy came in and he's just like, he's like, yeah, this is wild. This guy's, you know, hating on you and slobbing you. I thought he was saying, cause the guy responded to me after with like, you're just an asshole. And I see you, it's nothing personal. So I was like, I thought that's who's calling slobbing. I was like, nope, he's saying will slob. <laughs> <laughs> I like asked him, I was like, you, you, you think I'm like, going out of my way to be nice to the guy that I have a podcast with. I don't understand what you're accusing me of here. Like he's my friend. Yeah, so I, he, didn't, just... he didn't fully, he didn't fully grasp the situation when I explained to him that you screenshot my tweets and go viral off them quite frequently. Um, yeah. He was like, Oh, okay. I get it. I was like, this is encouraged behavior by me. This is not um, will going rogue. So <laughs> good times on the internet. Just absolutely wild human beings that we come across. And then can we talk it's about how you fucking just, just, I need to get this out on the air. How you falsified a poll that I put out to make me look gay? Do you want to? Do you want to respond to those accusations, Will? <laughs> what? The uh, Sydney that. Sweeney, the uh, Sydney Sweeney poll that I put out. You you clearly did something <laughs> to bot the votes. How, uh, how would I do that? Like double. There was like I, double votes of the views. There, there was like there was like there's more views votes. than votes. There's more views. There than... was, I I post. I uh, will post a screenshot again. There were 340 <laughs> votes and there were 120 views on the tweet. And it was after, <laughs> it was after I got nothing I, to do with that. It was after you caught wind of what I was doing. So Dude, Dude, I wish I had that. I got nothing to do. I got nothing to do with that. Numbers. I got nothing to do with that. It was 100. And then you voted no and screenshot. I'd be like, oh, it was innocent. I didn't do anything. He's still mad at me because I said she's a solid seven. That's like I said, Drew a, even said a, you're <laughs> fucking ridiculous for that. Yeah, I mean she's a nine in the looks department, but she's a negative one million in my book for other things, so she sucks. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. Okay. <laughs> the uh the poll is fellas, is it gay to hold a grudge against a woman for ruining your favorite baseball team? Such a misleading thing uh question. I posted contest well. Well, after I demanded that you did. Yeah, after you botted votes and made it look like I was gay. All right, so it has 1,239 views and 384 now. votes. Now. I now, will, I will, hold on, let's I just do a little bit of math. Out. Let's just hypothetically say that someone <laughs> that was able to someone, someone was able to to procure 300 votes in one direction. Yeah. All right. So there's 84 votes left. Let's see what the what the breakdown is. All 84. Perfectly. 84 times 0. 0.12. 88%. Hold on. You do 84 divided by 0. 0.12. I don't know. Fucking who cares? 384 times 0. 0.12. There we go. 46. Okay. That uh, was a bad experiment. I'm not. I'm, I'm good on that. We don't have to get into that. But uh, so just just admit that you tried to frame me for thinking Sydney Sweeney sucks. 
due to the atrocity she caused at Fenway Park. Well, I think what we, I think really what we should be talking about is Grant. No, clearly... see, I'm on Grant. Grant Grant is saying what I believe. Therefore, I support Grant in the argument. No, no matter how flawed his logic is to get there, Grant and I agree on it. Therefore, we are. No, you united. don't agree though, because you agree her looks. I, I'm not. I don't know her. I don't know anything about her. I'm saying I her do. looks. She's a ten. Grant says she's a seven. You say, she, and I remember not. You didn't say she nine was a plus. nine. You said she was nine a nine plus. plus. So our average is a nine point five or a nine point seven five or whatever number in between nine and ten you want to arrive on. And his is a seven. He's wrong, and we're right. Yeah, but my total net rating is like negative two million for her. So I, listen, again, I'm, pal, closer. I'm not here. I'm not rating personalities. Okay. Neither, neither am I. I'm rating actions. I don't care about that either. Like I said, but I do. He's I, well, I'm not even going to say what I said, but she can do terrible things, and I don't really care. I'm talking about her appearance. Yeah, her appearance yes. is ruined for me because she ruined the Red Sox. Appearances can't be ruined. No, it's ruined. Ruined. 28 to 5, oh. she ruined it. Oh, sh- appearances can be ruined. You just have to touch the black wire with the white wire and get too close, buddy. All of a sudden, then yeah. you're too close. How, did, how did he manage to fucking put that in? <laughs> Man, slow. I had right my right opportunity, and I took it. That's right. I was waiting. I was waiting on an electricity thing or some obscure story about a you know band who like burned half their face off playing a guitar solo, and that or, how their parents uh, was or, or like oh that. man, you know I was really into this band for a while. Then I you know uh, I went to one of their shows, and it turns out that they're it, they're Klansmen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like no, that's the white pants guy. That that was the Klansman. we're not gonna fucking we're not gonna drop his name that's just that that's just something drew and i say i don't think that guy's actually a clansman it probably isn't i'm still gonna joke about that because the all the all white look the alt white look is fucking heinous he was very passionate about wearing all white yeah and then he no showed to the podcast i was gonna fight him about it on it so i feel like he's not really as passionate Twitter cuff right. guy wouldn't wouldn't catch me outside on those uh, stream yards, you know, streets. Sorry, I would, I'd ask him. I no police. Him no police. His, I would have asked him what his favorite. Is that costume. the biggest snitch move of all time? <laughs> if you if you repeat no police over and over again, they, it's assumed that they're calling the cops, right? Probably. Like, I feel like if if you're gonna meet somebody to fight them outside and you say no no cops, um, and you repeat yourself with no cops multiple times, like you're coming with the police. Is, well, is what probably. I my my read on the situation was if someone's like no police then you're going to show up and they're going to show up with like their boys yeah they said i'm coming alone and no cops so they're going to come rolling 12 deep with cops is what i figured or no cops but just the fact that you show up by yourself according to the the agreed upon ground rules and uh, it, feels like a tra- it feels like a trap to me some of us have honor some of us are, you know, we, we hold ourselves accountable to the things that we say and we follow through on them. And some people are two-faced snakes who talk out of both sides of their mouths. True. It just I it think is that, what it is. I think that's probably a, a good ending point, Jake. I'd yeah. say I would agree with that. This is a good ending point. I'd say in May or June, you and I will go ahead and have a music conversation about why Drew's wrong about future. But not this episode, because that's going to do it for us. We'll be uh, back next week to discuss... This, that, and the other, including the tampering period next week for free agency. But meanwhile, it's time for me to die. Oh! See ya! Right ah! The cat jumping in the background of this. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Zone, Zone 32. 32.